Today with Catherine Ruinala. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit speaking to us, helping us. Lord, we give you our attention. We give you our focus. And Lord, we ask that the word, Lord, would produce great fruit in the hearts of the hearers. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you want to turn, we've been looking, and I'd like to look again today at Isaiah 54, if you've got your Bibles. Hallelujah. Who knows it without thinking what the first line of Isaiah 54 is? Go, Meg. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. That's quite a remarkable thing. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced for you will not be put to shame for you will forget the shame of your youth and you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Hallelujah. It's such an interesting prophetic commandment, invitation, and it's waiting for us to respond. But it's an interesting thought, telling a barren woman who is not even married, desperately wanting children, sing, get really happy, and begin to cry aloud like you're in labor, and celebrate, paint the nursery, build an extension, make more room, because you're about to have more children than your married friends. In some circles, that might seem insensitive. Like, really, come on, don't get our hopes up. <laughs> we, we, gotta, we, gotta have, we haven't even reached the first step yet. Maybe a boyfriend might help. <laughs> but no. You see, God is, our astonishing God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and he's able to do it faster than you might imagine. In fact, there is a divine acceleration going on right now. And for those who are ready and positioned, the wave of God is coming and they are going to be propelled faster and further than you've yet experienced. Hallelujah. It's a divine recompense, a, a redemption of the time. Hallelujah. But he says, sing, O barren, you who've not born. Begin to celebrate, begin to get happy as though you already have it. And I, I like to um, intentionally, even in my room by myself, when I'm believing for something, I do a happy dance in my room or in the kitchen intentionally. And when I'm thinking about, oh, Lord, I need a breakthrough with that, 
I'm doing my happy dance. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. All right, thank you, Jesus. And I begin to celebrate and thank him for it as though I already have it. Hallelujah. Now, you might think, what are you doing? Hyping yourself up. Just be sensible. But in fact, the kingdom of God is not about being sensible by men's standards. It's faith that pleases God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. This is the evidence. Yay! Thank you, Daddy. I'm so happy I have it. Yay! Hooray! Thank you. I'm so excited that that's happened already. In faith, in advance, celebrating as though you already have it is a powerful weapon of warfare and it empowers you to enlarge your expectation so that you can make room for what God wants to bring. God is wanting to do, it tells us in Ephesians 3, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, hope, or imagine. You need to make some room if you actually believe that. You need to start enlarging your expectation. Pastor Aaron, I had to listen to his message from Friday night. Wow, praise the Lord. If you haven't heard it, do yourself a favor. But we're speaking about expectation. And it's a word I believe the Lord is trying to get us to hear and respond to right now. He is wanting you to get ready with a, a joyful anticipation of what God wants to do. And he gave this fabulous example, he and Jesse, uh, with basketballs. And he was saying, if you wanna catch a ball, you actually have to keep your eye on the ball. You have to position yourself ready to catch the thing. And in the same way, when you've been asking God for his promises, when you've been saying, thank you, Jesus, God then wants you to position yourself with an expectation to receive. And he did this great example that if he's not paying attention, the ball's coming and he's missing it. Missing it, missing it, missing it because he wasn't paying attention, positioning himself, keeping his eye on the ball ready to catch it. And in the same way, God is waiting for us to get ready with our expectation to receive the things we have been longing to see. Sometimes people, hope deferred makes the heart sick and, and we read about that in scripture. People say, oh, he's not coming again. He's been so long, I don't think he's ever coming. And then bang. God wants us to be positioning ourselves ready for what God wants to do. And I want to talk a little bit about what that can look like practically for us as we position ourselves. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Who knows what that says? Isaiah 40, it's a scripture that we hang in our house and um, many people have learned as a memory verse. If you haven't, great memory verse to memorize. Isaiah 40, 31, anyone? 
Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, what a magnificent promise. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Even though youths run and faint and they get weary and young men fall, those who wait upon the Lord, regardless of how old they are, regardless of how much they're doing, if they will wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength, mount up on wings as eagles. But I loved, um, Aaron brought out a definition for this word waiting. And I was looking at this week, I was looking at the different commands of God to wait upon the Lord, to seek his face, to look with expectation to receive, to gaze, as it says in Psalm 27, upon the beauty of the Lord. All of these words have similar meanings and they are um, an encouragement for us to expect, to procure, to apprehend, to gaze intentionally with expectation. And those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength is actually, and this is how Aaron put it, need to be like hunters waiting for something to come. It's an undistracted anticipation posture, readiness. Those who eagerly anticipate, expect, gaze, look with an expectation to receive upon the Lord will renew their strength. You know, when I was um, first converted, I've shared this many times, but I was in worship and I just got real with God. I said, Lord, it's really hard to sing to somebody I can't see. Help. And a lot of people have done that in, a, in their own way. They've said, Lord, if you're really there, make yourself real to me. But some perhaps have said that. Perhaps you've even said that. Lord, if you're real, then show me. But what they've failed to do then is to expect that he will. And it becomes like someone throwing basketballs at you because you've asked them to throw a basketball at you, but you're not watching, so you're not even seeing. When we ask God to reveal himself to us, to show us something about himself, he's there, the word of God promises, seek and you will find. So he's saying yes, but with the yes, you have to then say, right, I'm ready, here it is. I'm, I, I'm not gonna let you go till you bless me. I'm here, I'm, I'm watching. I'm not gonna be dissuaded like Elisha going after Elijah. I'm not taking my eyes off you. I know it's a yes, so here it is, come on. Faith begins where the will of God is known. We know when you seek him to find him, to know him, his word tells us exactly it is absolutely the will of God that you find him. So you've got the yes, 
The next part for you then is to say, right, well, I'm ready. I'm going to wait and I'm going to look with an expectation to see. I'm going to receive from him. Hallelujah. And that's a, a posture I've put myself in ever since that day of conversion. I've never expected a worship service just to sing, just form. Like singing, I'm singing words, I love you, Lord, I love you, I love you, I love you. And not actually expecting that the Holy Spirit is going to give me a fresh revelation of who he is so that I can bring a genuine heart response to a, a supernatural revelation. You see, the Father is looking for worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. That is the spirit of truth himself, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the Father, the spirit of Jesus. As you ask him to enlighten the eyes of your understanding in the knowledge of him, he is ready and waiting every time you come to worship God to give you a revelation, a fresh revelation of who he is so that you don't have to just worship blindly. I'm singing the songs, nice words, I agree with the words, but not having any connection. I don't believe anyone was ever designed to have fellowship with God in a way that they are not aware that he is really right now here with you, enjoying your company. But it requires us to actually adapt and adopt the posture of waiting with anticipation gazing like a hunter, being ready to apprehend, ready to grab a hold of, ready to, to take hold of what God's going to give you. So I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to do so much more in helping us receive the promises of God. And it's through helping you recognize that you have a part to play. People might say, well, come on, Lord, I need to be strengthened. And, and God will send lots of um, encouragements. He'll send people. But I loved, um, I loved what Aaron said. He, he was quoting my friend James Goll, and he said, if you, if you wanna hear from God and you don't open your Bible, it's a bit like having your phone on airplane mode and expecting a phone call. And you know, it's true. God wants to speak to you through the word of God. He'll speak to you through people. He'll speak to you through nature. He'll speak to you in all sorts of ways. But if you've prayed, Lord, speak to me, encourage me, and you're not actively looking for it, you will likely miss what is being brought to you. So God wants us to become fully aware and fully awake. Having asked, we adapt, adopt the posture of faith that says, right, I'm gonna have that. You see, sometimes people deceive themselves into thinking that they are walking the walk of faith because they're able to speak this, the talk, they're able to know the scripture, but their knowledge alone is not enough. 
Knowledge without application simply leads to arrogance and a false sense of security. But when you know, I know these are the promises of God, I know that God wants me to have faith, and then you actively apply faith, right, I'm asking this, I know it's your will to do it, so here I am, I'm gonna have it. They are the ones that mount up on wings like eagles, that run and and don't grow weary, walk and not faint. They are the ones who receive the strength. So when I go and I pray, like in Ephesians 3, when I start praying, Lord, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner being, that I may truly come to know, together with all the saints, Christ dwelling in my heart through faith, that I, being rooted and established in love, may be able to comprehend what is the height and the depth and the width and the breadth, the love of God that passes knowledge, that I might be filled up to overflowing with all his fullness. I don't just pray it hoping that God might do something. I pray it like I am clicking buy on the website on, uh, to, to put it in the cart. It's not like on the wish list there. I've actually just, bang, I've just paid for that. I'm gonna have it, hallelujah. This is, I, I'm, I'm having that, yes. So here I am. I'm asking that you'd give me a revelation of your love and I am not leaving until I am experiencing that. And I know you're not gonna tease me, you're not gonna hold it back from me. You said in your presence there's fullness of joy, so here's my cup, I'm drinking it up. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I receive your joy, yay, God. And I don't have to wait for some external thing or another vision or something else to to get the assurance that he's going to do it because he's already said that he will and the assurance I have is simply when I open my faith up to take it. Help me, Jesus. There's other promises like Jeremiah 29, 11. Who knows what that one is? Someone's got it. For I, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now he's not playing games with us here. He's not saying, Let's see how hard you can try. If I, if I can see that you are trying, really, really trying, then I might do it for you. When he's saying, seek me with all your heart, you will find me, what he's saying is that I've already said yes when you, with your whole mind, will, and emotions, put your attention on me, you will find me. Because I'm delivering what you've asked. Here it is. It's not about you you climbing a mountain and fasting 40 nights and 40 days to impress God with that. It's about you giving your full attention, your mind, your will, your emotions. I am fully expecting right now 
to receive what you said. You said, you know the plans you have for me. You said, Lord God, seek you and I will find you. So here's my attention. Thank you, Lord, I'm finding you now. Mm, thank you, Jesus. And you expect to see, hallelujah. In the book of Daniel, Daniel says, I looked and I saw. Again, if you look up that word, you can see it's very similar in posturing with an anticipation to procure. I am looking with an expectation to see. He wasn't looking going, is God speaking? Yeah, no, can't see anything. He was looking knowing God wanted to speak, knowing God had something to say knowing that every time he looked to him, he could have confidence that the Father was ready to speak. Hallelujah. In the same way, you and I, by faith, now have access to the throne of God. It's not some um, stirring of the water by an angel that occasionally, if you're the first one to get in, maybe you'll get a touch from God. Praise God because of that veil that's been torn, we can come boldly before the throne of grace and experience his presence, his face, his favor, hear his voice, have a revelation of who he is with an absolute confidence that God will do it for us. Jeremiah 33.3, who knows that one? Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Wow. How many people knew that as a memory verse? How many people this week have called to God in anticipation that he's going to show you something great and mighty that you do not know and waited to take it and have it? Of course you have. <laughs> You see, so often, so often we have this invitation in our hand, but we forget to respond to it. Call to me. It's not, it's not even like, do this and this and this and this, and then I will. He says, no, just call to me and I will answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. I'll tell you my secrets. I'm going to talk to you. But God's heart for us is that we would believe what he says and we would posture ourselves to receive it, to take it. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Lord. This idea of, of waiting is um, sometimes can be difficult in our fast food culture. I am patience personified. Hallelujah. I am full of the patience of the Lord. Because without it, man, I want it now, right now, yesterday. That's my personality. If I get an idea, like, let's do it yesterday. Praise the Lord. But when it comes to waiting on the Lord, we, we don't have to expect that it's going to take a long time, but we do need to take some time to let him speak. 
it's a little bit like when you're having a conversation with someone and you say, hey, how are you? And you, you, you've said it because you're being polite, but you're not really listening to what they're saying and you're already talking over the top of them because you wanted to tell them something. Has anyone ever done that? Might have done that. Sometimes we do that with God. We say, tell me great and mighty things that I don't know. But you know, and we don't actually take time to listen, believing that he's actually going to speak back. And he doesn't test you and make you wait days and days. He's ready to speak right then, but we need by faith to be ready to take it in and to listen. When we come to the Word of God, we can, as we open it up every day, I mean, morning, evening, as you, as you open up the Word of God and you feast on it, you can be asking Holy Spirit, please show me where to read. Help me to hear your voice and read with an expectation that he's going to speak to you, that he's going to minister to you, and he will. Hi friends, I hope you've been enjoying our programs and that they're filling your heart with love and hope. This program's being watched around the world and we're hearing great testimonies about salvations, physical healings, deliverances, relationships restored and circumstances turning around supernaturally. I'd love to hear your testimony. Send us an email at info at so we can rejoice with you. Why not visit our website and sign up for our regular email newsletter filled with encouragement. Find me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter and watch our church services on Facebook and YouTube every week. I'd love to be able to connect with you. I pray that as you've watched this program, the Holy Spirit has been stirring you to walk fully in the mission that God has planned for you. One way to step into your calling is to receive good instruction. Our monthly partners receive exclusive access to mentoring on a regular basis. You'll be able to join the live mentoring sessions and have the opportunity to ask the questions that are important to your current situation. As a partner, your name and photo will be added to our prayer wall so that we can pray for you regularly. You'll also receive our newsletter in the mail which we pray will deliver a word of encouragement right when you need it. Please visit our website or contact our call center to become a monthly partner today. God bless you as you take your next steps toward your God-given destiny. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Catherine Ruinala Ministries.